You're listening to The Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Welcome back to another episode of the Lovish Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Today's podcast episode is special. One, it's a video podcast. Yes, you can catch it on YouTube and on your favorite listening device. But we have some Instagram people here with us because I'm doing a live record with me. So if you want to chime in on the conversation, I'll be reading off their comments. If you see me looking off to the side, that's what I'm doing, including the people. Hey, people, how y'all doing? We got Mrs. Monique. We got Julie in the building. Okay, you know how we kick it off. What's in your mug today? Today, I have a venti cold brew, the vanilla sweet cream cold brew with the sweet foam on top because we have to do that, okay? Like, literally, we got to do that. We got to make that happen. What's in your mug? How are you feeling? Mentally, what's in my mug is um, I'm a little bit exhausted, right? If we telling the truth. Can, can we tell the truth? Is that okay? Okay. I'm a little bit exhausted, but at the same time, I do feel rested. You know how you run around and you have a lot to do. You got busy times happening. Hi, welcome. We're doing a live recording talking about managing an identity crisis. So you have a lot of stuff going on and it tires you out. So you're like mentally exhausted, but physically you feel well rested. That's kind of where I am. So I know that the weather is changing and maybe we feel like the leaves on the trees are symbolic of some of our relationships changing in our lives. So I want to know if any of this sounds familiar to you. Do you feel like you have been surrounded by more people than ever, but also you've never felt more alone in your life? Is that you? Raise your hand. Is that you? Drop a one in the comments if that's you. One minute you are happy and you notice in all of life's little blessings. And then the next minute you feel extremely frustrated like nothing is working. Is that you? You want the space to become the person that you see in your head, but also you feel like there's something that's holding you back. It's something that you can't get past. There's some block that keeps coming up and you just can't figure out what that block is. Does that sound familiar? If that's you today, then today's episode is most certainly going to be for you. But first, we're going to take a break and have a word from our sponsor for this episode. Meet me poolside in Arizona? You're tired of feeling alone and trapped in a cycle of mediocrity. You're tired of constantly juggling all the things to work in a job where you have no control over the work you do. And if one more person tells you just how easy it is to manifest your dreams, you are going to scream. You don't want to keep complaining because you know you're really blessed but you just feel really miserable where you are and terrified to take the first step. That's why we're here. 
We're the Million Collective Inc. And we're going to help you ditch your notebook and launch your project in as little as three months. It's time to unlock the boldest version of you. No more million dollar ideas trapped in your notebooks or in the notes section of your phone. Deep down, you know you've got the genius, the tenacity, and the boldness to bring this project to life. But right now, the path there feels clouded with self-doubt. You want a clear step-by-step strategy to make this project a reality. You want to connect with other bold dreamers just like you. You want a launch strategy that leaves people ecstatic about your project release date. And you want to escape hustle culture knowing the work that you do makes a difference. We're looking to partner with you. Join 24K Vision, a 90-day accelerator for audacious visionaries to ditch their notebooks and launch their project. Need the quick details? 90 days of support, accountability, and hot seat consulting on our group calls, a four-day immersive intimate weekend experience at the Andes Luxury Resort and Spa in Scottsdale, Arizona, six months of access to the 24K Club to connect with other audacious visionaries, access to our signature system, the Visionary Blueprint, and so much more. This is not just another program. It is a blueprint and a launch strategy and we can't wait to partner with you to make your dreams a reality go ahead and click the link in the show notes or below this video to learn more welcome back so identity is the fact of being or knowing who a person is a close similarity or affinity. And the problem comes in when we don't know who we are. So if we don't know who we are, then it causes all types of issues like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, right? You don't know where you fit in. You're struggling to find your place. You don't know where you belong in the world. And that breeds one of these other responses, which is that you either end up isolating yourself or you end up going along with anything that anybody tells you to do because you don't know what to do with yourself. Does that sound familiar? Or for some people, and this was the boat that I was in, and if we are keeping it a hundo, I probably still got one leg partially in, right? Another thing that can happen, you are caught up in making peace with who you're becoming because you're not really sure who that person is. You're not sure how that person needs to show up and what that person needs to do for this particular season. So you're trying to make peace with it. You're in new territory. It's like going to a new high school, going to a new school. You step in, you see all these people, you see that it appears everybody has their groups, everybody has their cliques, but where do you fit in? How are you a part of this equation? So you're trying to make peace with yourself, trying to make peace with who you're becoming, but there's also this part of you that's looking back and you're grieving who you've been. You're grieving the way that you used to interact with your friends. You're grieving the way that you had less responsibility when you were in elementary school, when and things seemed a lot more simple when you didn't have to get up at five in the morning and catch the bus in the dark and keep your keys in your pocket ready to punch somebody if they walk up on you. Yeah, that's a, that's a real story for real. <laughs> 
you maybe miss the innocence of the last season that you hadn't noticed when you were in that season. And there's an internal war that's happening inside of you. After I got my doctorate, I felt like I didn't know what to do with myself and I didn't know where I belonged or what I was supposed to do. Because unfortunately, in some people's book, when you get a doctorate, it can instantly be intimidating to people and it can cause them to treat you different. We always hear people say, oh, they switched it up when they got money. They switched it up when they got more status. They switched it up. Well, number one, evolution requires that you switch it up. Evolution requires that you don't stay the same version of yourself. Like if we think about a person in the gym trying to lose weight and trying to either or or maybe gain weight, right? Trying to get gains or whatever. You cannot continue doing the things that you've been doing if you want to be successful. So evolution, even in the when we're talking about your identity, requires for you to become a different person. It requires you to step outside of all the things that you've done in the past and take on a new character, right? So with that in mind, people say you changed up, you switched it up. Yeah, you you did because you had to. But in the same token, maybe those people are just still behind. Maybe those people are still okay with the status quo and you're not. So it can be instantly intimidating. And I have to speak about this because when I was getting my doctor, there was nobody talking about an identity crisis. There was nobody talking about how much it sucks to be elevated to a new position where, you know, we we can go beyond a doctor. We can talk about a promotion at work. We can talk about moving to a new house. We can talk about all these different ways that you elevate in life. And there's nobody there that's talking about the identity shift that has to take place when that happens, right? I didn't find anything on that. And it left me feeling even more alone. So it isn't a ploy of like, oh, woe is me. I got a doctor degree and nobody understands me. No, it's far from that. But it's talking about the shift that has to happen. The shift that you feel when you want to step into something greater than you, when you want to step into your next level. That's not easy. It's not easy to make that transition, to have that shift. We're talking about when you have one plan for your life and God reroutes your entire plan for your life. You have something mapped out and you like, okay, yeah, I want to take this path. Guys like, no, no, you're not. Come, you're going to go that way. That's scary. It requires a lot of you and it requires you to get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's a Saul to Paul kind of thing. And for those that don't know, Saul was persecuting Christians, killing them left and right. And God was like, hold up, bro. They're my people. What you doing? Back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. And so in that, he became Paul. And then he served God with everything in him. So when God reroutes you, it requires that your entire being change. So going back to what I was talking about, there were people who were instantly intimidated because I had a doctorate when I just saw me as me. And I do pray that I, one, never forget how far God brought me. And two, never grow too prideful to remember that God can always knock me down. And I pray that same prayer for you, that you never grow too prideful, that you always take inventory of how far God has brought you and what has been poured into you and how you have been blessed. Because of their intimidation, I knocked myself down a couple of pegs, right? To make them feel comfortable. And honestly, I got checked by God and by the people who love me for that. So there's 
there's this internal war and this pull again between who you are and who you are becoming and it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable to be both it's uncomfortable to be in that state if you think about a butterfly they have to i wrote this in my journal a couple of weeks ago they have to go through this process of their entire body breaking down i read into like soup because their dna their being is being rewired so when you're in that in-between phase of who you were and who you're becoming you have to be broken down. That's why the crisis is like emotional turmoil going in and out, in and out, navigating that because it sucks, right? You don't know where you're going to end up, how you're going to end up. You were told that on the other side of this, you turn into a butterfly. You were told that on the other side of this, it's better, it's greater, it's next level living, but you have no clue what that looks like. And so it's uncomfortable leaving behind the old version of me, but also desperate to tap into the new version of me, but also terrified at the same time, because what does the new version of me look like? What's the new territory that I'm supposed to take over? Who am I called to impact, right? It's again, like being the new kid on the block is scary. So my emotions were all over the place, right? I was intensely aware of exactly how far God brought me, yet longing for more but also scared of what more required of me. And so if that's you today, I want to encourage you because the loneliness that shows up when you're in an identity crisis is so serious, right? And when people think about trigger warning here, when people think about like suicide awareness and people underestimate how many people are walking around with these thoughts and it's because they have these feelings of loneliness. Is because they feel sad. It's because it's challenging to navigate through those emotions. And it's honestly enough to make people want to give up and revert to that old version of them where they go back to blending in with the crowd because blending in with the crowd is easy because loneliness leaves you feeling isolated. It leaves you feeling like you're too weird for desiring to live at a higher level. It makes you feel like you're too weird for wanting to be above average, for not accepting mediocrity. And this is why your relationships have to be solid. But even if they're not solid when you're first starting out, if you're in 24K, I'm going to help you get those in alignment, okay? Many of the women who come to me, and I would argue if you're on this live or if you are watching this podcast episode on YouTube or listening, many of the women who come are afraid to start. That's the thing. You're afraid to start because you don't know what is to be expected. You may be aware on some level that this change that you say you want is most certainly going to require a full-fledged change in you, but you just don't know what that's going to look like. Many of the women are afraid of judgment because their whole life they've been marked as different. It's something that they've tried to hide and even flat out avoid, but something that is unavoidable because you're different intentionally. So I highly suggest that you lean into that difference as opposed to going against it, as opposed to fighting it. In 24K, I teach you how to lean into it without compromising who you are and without cutting folks off. But if you have the question, how do I show up authentically and how do I still embrace this blessing and all these roles that God allowed me to play, let's talk about how to manage an identity crisis. I've got 
three hot tips for you. They're super simple, but also really challenging to do. <laughs> Number one, I want you to look in the mirror. Allow your friends to be the mirror for you, right? So looking in the mirror means if I have viewed myself in all of these negative ways, that's our natural inclination to focus on the negative, to be drawn to the negative things, to be drawn to what we don't have. But what if we flip the script? Because sometimes when people come to me, they're like, no, I don't have enough. I haven't done enough. I'm not enough. I'm not, you know, all this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an imposter syndrome coming up. What if you flip the script and you look at the things that you know you're good at? I'm talking about those things that you really feel it. You are almost scared to say out loud that you know you're great at this thing, but it's because you don't want to risk sounding like, you doing too much or like you're prideful. And the truth is you may not be prideful. And I'm saying may, cause some of y'all be tuning y'all on a little bit too much, but it's okay. <laughs> I'd argue that if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you do not toot your horn too much, but literally looking in the mirror and being okay and embracing the things that you do well, and then allowing your friends to be the mirror to you as well. Cause a lot of times our friends will say stuff to us and we like, Oh yeah, girl, thanks. And we, brush it off. I've been working probably for the last two to three years really, really hard on intentionally accepting compliments with grace because people will tell me stuff and I've gotten so used to going the meek and humble route, which some sometimes can translate into actually just putting yourself down unnecessarily. So I've done that for so long that I started to struggle to receive compliments. So I've been working for the last three years to reverse that and actually embrace what it is that people are saying about me and believe in what God says about you too because he's not lying in his word when he called you beautiful, when he says you're a masterpiece, when he says that you can do all things through him. All of those things are not lies. When he says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that's not a lie. So believing what God says about you, believing how people see you is actually true, especially if you hear it repeated. You hear it all the time, come on. Come on, that's you. Why you running? Stop running. Why you running? <laughs> okay, tip number two, ride the wave. When you try to resist the wave, you end up drowning. Do not drown in the crisis. Do not drown in the crisis. Do not drown in the crisis. You can do this and you're gonna be okay. Riding the wave looks like going where it takes you. So if those uncomfortable emotions come up and you're struggling to navigate through those things, it's okay. It's okay. You can struggle, but then take tip number three, cultivate peace in the middle of the crisis. Jesus rebuked the winds and the waves and he told them to be still because period. <laughs> But he also offers us an invitation to rest like he did in the middle of a storm. Take a nap, go for a bike ride, journal. People ask how I'm still able to make time to go to the gym as busy as I am. And my answer is really, really simple. The gym is part of what brings me peace. So I lean into it. So if we're talking about riding the wave, part of riding the wave is to cultivate peaceful experiences in between, right? Because we have our highs, we have the lows, we have the highs we have the lows. When the lows come, you better plug something up in there. You better plug something in there so you are okay. So lean into it and ride the wave. It's time to talk about what I've been loving. Product recommendations, shout outs to family and friends, and overall gratitude. Let's get into it.
Welcome back for another What I've Been Loving. This week, what I have been loving is testing out sample products for 24K Vision. Okay. I love to give gifts. And so I've been testing stuff out. This is my favorite, y'all. This right here. But this is not even the final version. I have to remember to show like y'all this, but also to show people on live. This is not even the final version of the candle, but it smells really good. And I cannot wait to see the final version of this candle. That's one of the things I've been testing out. And I've been testing out this Million Dollar Musings journal. I don't really like it because we didn't order a blue hue, blue hue <laughs> behind her. So I have two other orders of this, like two other prototype samples, whatever, coming from a different company that I will check out before I decide on the final version. So those are two of the products that I can show y'all. I'm not showing y'all nothing else right now, okay? I ain't showing you nothing else. That's what I've been loving. To me, that's the fun part, designing these things and then seeing it tangibly come to life. And if you don't know what 24K Vision is, because maybe somebody sent you this podcast episode, maybe you're joining on the live randomly because somebody sent it to you. 24K Vision is a 90-day accelerator for audacious visionaries to help you ditch hustle culture and breathe life into your dream. I'm talking about living your abundant life. I'm talking about starting your dream program. I'm talking about those plans, that vision that God gave you tapping in because uh, we don't got time to play. You've been spending too much time playing and we playing in God's face like tomorrow is promised and it's not, okay? <laughs> so the doors of 24K Vision are open. If you would like some help breathing life into your dream, I want you to tap the link in the show notes, hit the link below this video. And if you are on Instagram right now, go ahead and hit the link in my bio. Hit the link in my bio, okay? If you enjoyed today's episode, share the love, share with your mama, share with your auntie, share with your best friend, then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow. Well, that's all I have for you today. I'll see you out on these social media streets. Bye.